Hey everybody, welcome back. Hello, hello. Here we are again. Once once again, we're back in your ears for the Break the Bell podcast, and we are really stoked to be back we because are. I'm bringing back the word stoked. Nice. I like it. I like it. Because it's like early 2000s. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's something I, that if you were like a big skier or surfer, you would say all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's like California or like yeah. super like that, that like weird like yeah. frosted tipped hair type oh, people yeah. said it. You, you know the type. Simpler no. times. <laughs> yes. Simpler times. Very much. Yes. I mean. Stoked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's better to hear the words like stoked than to hear all the bullshit that's going on in the world today. It's true. I would much rather go back to the early 2000s than be sitting in what is now 2020. Yeah. Because, um, again, like I said, I mean, I was in my early 20s, in the early 20s. Yeah. As confusing (laughs) as that sounds, I was. Um, So, yeah, things, I mean, things seemed like really stressful and ridiculous back then in your early 20s, but... And the, the the later you get in life, you realize, man, things were better before. They were. Yeah, they were so much more simpler. Yeah, yeah, so much. Like, like you remember all the drama you had in high school? I don't know if yeah. you were there. I I oh, wasn't yeah. really. I do remember like caring too much about like. I, I think I made girls my own and drama. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, things are just so bad yeah. Yeah, yeah. in my life. I, I like so and so, but she doesn't seem to like me. <laughs> yeah. And yep. yeah, right. Yeah, and then now you look back and it's like. And I just wish I could go back to that, right? Yeah. And then just not give a shit, right, just to have exactly. my give, not give a shit attitude now. Back oh, then, back then, yes. with a little bit of responsibility yeah. I had back then, that would be perfect. I don't know how we get on some of the stuff we talk about. No, me neither. But uh, it just it just rolls sometimes. Um, <laughs> That's the best way to go with it. Here we are in 2020, where we have to stress out about everything, everything, mm-hmm. especially this this election coming up that could possibly lead to like mean the end of democracy well, as we know it absolutely and i i even like had to double think like me not giving a shit like mm-hmm. <laughs> i like posted like um there is um i don't know if you've seen there's a new like it's a diehard commercial mm. for diehard batteries right okay. it's got bruce willis in it and he reprises john mcclain and everything and so i i shared that on facebook i'm like 2020 has redeemed itself <laughs> and then i after i posted and i'm like realize just that's gonna piss some people yeah, off yeah <laughs> because they're gonna be like people died and you're po- saying a commercial just made everything better? Yeah, I, I think it makes everything better. It makes everything I better mean, for me. <laughs> is it a new movie or is it just a commercial? Just a commercial, uh, but it's sweet, though. I mean, it'd be so much better if it, it, well, was, it was an actual it movie came yeah. out. But, but it ties up plot lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plot holes there. I don't even know if I've seen the most recent one. You don't. Don't see the recent no, one. No, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Too many it, plot holes. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's dumb. So, yeah. Stop. Stop at the one where they had the fire sale. That's a good that one. That was, yeah, I love yeah. that one. That's where he shot the helicopter with a car. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Killed, <laughs> took out a helicopter with a moving yeah. vehicle. That was freaking sweet. Was. So here we are, back here, talking to you, because that's what we enjoy doing, and, and we're we've hoping you enjoy doing it. To the point in our show where we're not even keeping track of what number it is. Uh, I mean, I keep track because I number oh, okay. each episode when I record it, okay. but, but for the most part, we don't keep track. Yeah. So we're we're getting slowly like building this audience, building um our reach. I mean, it's a it's a slow process, which yeah. I knew it going into right. it. I wasn't one of those people that's like, oh, why don't we have a million listeners right, right now? Well, yeah. we're we're little nobodies in a little nobody town. So yeah. we got actually a a new member in our forum that. I think it's for the first time I don't have anybody connected. Like I right. went to find yeah. who it was, yeah. 
and see if he's like a friend of a friend. And it's not a friend of a friend. It's just somebody that started listening, found us somehow through something. Yeah. And um, he commented in the forum. He said he found the podcast a few days ago and working my way through the catalog. Can't say I agree with everything, but it's pretty good so far. Keep it up. That's just awesome. just to respond to that statement alone, that's exactly what we're going for. Yeah. We don't want you to agree with everything we're saying. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, not, I don't purposely say things I think are not true, but sometimes I push against stuff just to like right. ruffle Devil's feathers. Yeah. yeah. And we, I do that with you or you do that yeah. with me in, in conversation in this. Like we'll just right. push back at each other just for the sake of it. Right. Just to keep the dialogue going and then maybe uh, test ourselves and see if we actually right. know what we know or agree with what we agree. And yeah. we, we strongly um, push for you to disagree with what we're saying. And, yeah. and my, my response to you is, and I, I responded in the comment that um, um, we, I'd like to hear the things you disagree on. So if you guys don't agree with something, definitely let us know because we say every single week, we're not, the smartest people there. Right. We don't know everything. Yeah, like yes, last week we talked about the uh, Armenian Azerbaijan war, mm -hmm. and I mean, neither of us really knew much about that whole conflict. I mean, right. I, I had seen it pop up a couple times in the headlines, well, quite a bit actually in the last couple of weeks, and so I thought it was something we should address, but we didn't know anything about well, the history at, of it or roots of it. Just look at our stance on Black Lives Matter from episode one until right now. Yeah. Like we've completely. Now I'm a, an expert. Flipped, well, we've flipped our opinions on it, too. <laughs> well, yeah, we have, we, yeah. I remember at first I was saying, you know what? This thing, right. this needs to... And this was across the board. There was yeah. so much support for it saying, this has to stop. Stuff right. like this needs right. to stop. And then it became what it is now. And right. the majority of us are saying, no, this has to stop. Right. All this writing stuff. Yeah, we had is, even got to the point where we're like, you know, there, there may not be a choice with protests, mm -hmm. you know, where that no one's listening somebody needs to to they need to step up and right. get them to listen and now we're like now this is this has gone way beyond the george floyd thing this yep. has gone way beyond police brutality it's taken a whole life on right. its own so our opinions and our stances on things evolve as as the weeks go by so if you've listened from our early days our stance on some things have completely changed some of the things we've doubled down on and yeah. and even more solidified what we think about things and I, you know me, I like to, you know, stir the pot mm -hmm. every so often online and get in some kind of debate. And, you know, a lot of times I just, I, I want to know where someone's coming from. Right. So. Yeah. So we, we value your uh, input and that's why I've created the forum because um, I think so many times like people that have their own show or, or stuff like that, they, they don't want to hear that pushback. Right. And sometimes. Um, it comes a lot from like more like famous or like well-known so people. They right. they just like cut it off completely or block those people from commenting on yeah. their Twitter posts and stuff. It's just like that's not healthy. Right. I mean, blocking they, dissenters isn't healthy right. by or, or they they don't even listen to the other side. They already they're just trying to come up with a comeback mm -hmm. to whatever that person's saying. They're not actually listening and trying to figure out where yeah. that person's coming. from. You hear from. that a lot on talk radio, mm -hmm. like the super conservative talk radio, like yeah. Sean Hannity. I hate listening to I him because he yeah. always cuts off the people that yeah. have anything. Yeah. Well, he cuts off anybody, period. But yeah. especially people that are a little bit off from what he's saying. He just yeah. completely like blows them off. And mm -hmm. he's like, thanks for the call, click. Yeah, and then right. he just keeps talking. Yeah. Great call. Good debate. <laughs> what debate? I didn't yeah, hear I, any debate. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a 
another political show for you because I mean the the elections are coming we're, up. We're, really we're in the the kind of the last stretch here. Yep, yep, so the final it's coming leg. fast. Yeah, it's uh, November fourth. Today is October eighteenth that we're recording mm. this, so you're looking at like two weeks exactly, yeah. almost. Just about, yeah. Yeah, just. Oh, November third. November third. Third. Is the, is yeah. Third. Okay. Yeah. My bad. But I, I doubt anything will be solved. No, nothing then. will be so solved at it, all. This, this is going to go into down January, to probably, if we're lucky. Yeah. So, um, don't expect us to just not talk about politics, even though we hate it just as much as you do. But it's what's it's there what's right now. Going on. So we got some bombshells that were jo- dropped this week in politics and some some other stuff going on with um like the Trump and Biden right. um they did the uh the town halls because the debates got canceled on yeah. Thursday. So yeah. we're going to dig into some of that as well as some of this other crazy stuff going on overseas once again. Yeah. So and you got uh you got the media and big tech stepping up to Biden's plate and oh yeah 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 you know running cover fire for him so yep all that stuff happening so anyway i think it's about time we kick this absolutely just want to say real quick steelers five and oh baby nice nice it might be a good year for you i i'm I'm feeling it i'm feeling it they they took down a really good browns team so 38 to 7 so nice Nice. The Cardinals are out, so I have no more baseball to watch. I'll probably watch the World Series, but I don't have really a dog in the race. Except um, the Rays do have, his name's Randy Arozarena. He used to play for the Cardinals, and he Mm -hmm. sucked last year. So they traded him to the Rays, and he's their MVP this year. He's just stepped it up and kicked ass. And all these people on these Cardinals fan pages are like, well, good job letting go of this guy and blah, blah, blah. The same people that were bitching right. about him last yeah, year. Right. Why do we even have this guy? Yeah. Why don't we put him on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate those fan pages. I don't even yeah. know why I'm on them. But oh. on that note, now I think it's time to kick the show. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. Here we go. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? And here we are. Here we go. Yes, yes. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you I ready? I hope you're. I'm ready. I've been ready. Have you? Been ready. Like, yeah. For how long? For at least five minutes now. Oh, okay. That's so, cool. oh, I forgot to mention in the intro, um, Spike Cohen, the vice presidential nominee, is going to be here in Cedar Rapids this week on Thursday. That's awesome. So. At least one of us will be there. Yes. I will definitely be there. I got you a ticket. Um, yeah. You're trying to power yeah, through a finals try. week for school. Yeah. But in the very least, one of us will be here. And 
the very most, I'm really, really pushing to get an interview with Spike, uh, mm-hmm. at least a short, like, sit down with Spike, which would be awesome. Yeah, that would be So cool. don't um, hold me to that because it hasn't been a, a solidified yet, but um, I do have an in with that, with my brother being the um, his his entourage, basically. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm uh, really pushing hard on that to get that to happen. But in the very least, I'm going to be there covering the event. Um, it's kind of a meet and greet thing with Spike. So um, we'll definitely have coverage of that at some point. I don't know if it'll be on next week's episode or it'll be on a bonus episode or what, but okay. you will get some kind of uh, coverage from that event. So got that to look forward to. Yes. Let's get into this episode. We got all kinds of shit going on in the world. Can we say shit on the show? Can we, we can say shit, fuck, damn, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. We need to go through um, George Carlin's list sometime yes, to see should. what's what yeah. we can say. Um, it's my show. I can say what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start out overseas because that's where we generally like to. We like to start overseas. Yep. Uh, still stuff going on. On the other side of the world, even if you don't hear too much about it because of all this other crazy stuff going yeah. on and in our know, country. And I'm really surprised that you don't hear some of this stuff come up from the debate uh, That's what we talked stuff. about yeah. last week. Like, there's no foreign policy really coming out. Yeah. Like, none of this stuff that's going on that can highly impact us here is really being brought up in the elections. Right. But it is going on. Yeah. Number one on the list of things to talk about is... This arms embargo with Iran that expired just this week. Yes, yeah. So that's despite uh, the U.S. opposition. Yeah, it's been a 13-year embargo that uh, the U.N. had slapped on the Iran to buy and sell weapons. Mm-hmm. You want to read through that sure. a little bit? So, Tehran, Iran. Tehran, Iran. Tehran, Iran. Despite opposition from the United States, a long-standing conventional arms embargo imposed on Iran has expired in line with the terms of a landmark nuclear deal between Iran and world powers. Uh, The 13-year ban imposed by the UN Security Council came to an end on Sunday as part of Resolution 2231 of the Joint Comprehensive Plan, an accord signed in 2015 that gave Iran sanctions relief in exchange for curbs on its nuclear program. In a statement carried by state media, the Iranian foreign ministry said, as of today, all restrictions on the transfer of arms, related activities, and financial services to and from Islamic Republic of Iran are all automatically terminated. The end of the embargo means Iran will legally be able to buy and sell conventional arms, including missiles, helicopters, tanks, and the Iranian foreign ministry said the country can now procure any necessary arms and equipment from any source without any legal restrictions and solely based on its defensive needs. That just means um, some of the uh, U.S. military arms dealers don't have to go through third-party channels to get their weapons to Iran anymore. Yeah. Uh, However, Iran was self-reliant in its defense. The statement said, adding that unconventional arms, weapons of mass destruction, and a buying spree of conventional arms have no place in the country's defense doctrine. Of course Iran's going to say that. They're not going to come out and be like... We're gonna ramp up on weapons all of right, mass destruction let's get that now. Nukes going, baby. You know, let, let's let's get all these unconventional arms yeah. and weapons of mass yeah. destruction and a buying spree. We need a buying spree of conventional arms. Yeah, yeah of course he's going to say. Well, that doesn't mean we're gonna do bad things. <laughs> the U.S. unilaterally withdrew from the JCPOA in May of 2018, imposing waves of harsh economic sanctions on Iran. 
U.S. President Donald Trump administration had also employed every means in its power to unravel the nuclear deal and stop the lifting of the arms embargo on Iran. So, so they were easing. So, what was the thing that he pulled out of they the were, JCPA? Yeah, that was the when they kind of eased. That um, that that was the thing that um, that was that, where they gave. That's where they were giving money back to Iran. Yeah, they were kind of easing up a little, giving some relief right. for the sanctions. That was in money that was for the nuclear right program. money that was confiscated from Iran back in like the the early eighties mm-hmm. um, from an arms deal where they actually had they had bought weapons from the United States. The United States decided not only to not give them the mo- the uh, weapons, but they decided to hold on to that money. Okay. And so that was the money they were giving back to Iran. Okay. And that's what we Trump pulled out of was that right. stuff. Right. And pulling out of the easing on sanctions and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, it says in practice, it might take some time for Iran to be able to utilize freedom from the embargo. For one, relentless U.S. sanctions have significantly restricted Iran's ability to buy advanced systems whose purchase and maintenance could cost billions. Furthermore, China and Russia or any other country pondering arms sales to Iran would act based on their foreign policy interest, which would have to consider the balance of power and future economic interest. Iran and China have been concerning a 25-year strategic partnership deal, and the details of which have yet to be published. Yeah, so that's um, the unholy trinity building up there, Russia, China, and Iran. Yep, and the UN just kind of taking sides with them as they've been doing recent in recent months because we're not supporting the UN as we used right. to. We're not um, their main source of right. income that they want us to be. So it just seems like they're siding more with specifically China and Russia. Mm-hmm. Where and, the money's coming from yep, now. And a lot of the U, uh, EU countries are abstaining just say because they don't want to piss us off either but their abstention means it's not going to be a vote against so it's not going to count against it it's just them like i said being pussies and um not really putting their money on either side it's just like (laughs) that's exactly what it's like (laughs) we abstain (laughs) um so a little more talking about like Russia. Russia and Syria have this alliance that we've talked about. That um, this New York-based uh, human rights watch group has called out recently for um, for crimes against humanity against the Russia-Syria alliance for act- actions not not like a long time ago. These were actions from like last year and this year, right? Yeah, like all the way up to like March of this year. So let me pull this article up. So it says Human Rights Watch, um, which, like I said, is based out of New York, has accused the Syria-Russia alliance of committing possible war crimes and crimes against humanity by attacking civilians in rebel-held Idlib province and called for sanctions against the top military officials. In a 167-page report, that's actually really short for a report. It is. I'm kind of surprised, actually. Yeah, you hear about these, like, thousand-page reports. Somebody got them, they're like, this is it? <laughs> yeah, where's the rest of it? In a 167-page um, pamphlet uh, released on Thursday, the New York-based rights body states that repeated attacks on civilian infrastructure in Idlib between April 2019 and March 2020 violated international law. The report titled Targeting Life in Idlib 
Syrian Russia strikes on civilian infrastructure documents and examined 46 attacks on civilian infrastructure, such as schools and hospitals in the rebel-held area during the 11-month offensive. The 46 attacks represent only a fraction of the total military campaign in Idlib and surrounding areas. Belkis Will, a senior crisis and conflict researcher at um, Human Rights Watch and co-author of the report, told Al Jazeera the purpose of the report was to move the discussion from individual attacks by the alliance to examine the military strategy behind the attacks. The conclusion HRW came to was that the strategy was to target civilian lives. <clears throat> Civilians were targeted to a point where they could no longer live in an area. This allowed the Syrian army to simply take an area without having to fight for it, said Will, adding that the HRW could not find any evidence of any military objectives. Syria and Russia have said that the offensive in Idlib was a response to repeated attacks on their forces by anti-government armed groups and an effort to counter terrorism. They, I mean, that's an easy um, yeah. excuse for anything. Right. And, oh, we're, we're countering terrorism. Right. Thank, you. Thank you, George Bush. <laughs> Senior Syrian and Russian officials have denied their operations violated the laws of war. Kaili said the timing of the report is important because it comes at a time of a ceasefire in Idlib and it illustrates the price civilians have paid throughout the conflict. The HRW report names 10 senior Syrian and Russian officials or 10 senior Syrian and Russian civilian and military officials who could be implicated in the violations and may Bear command responsibility for the violations. Well, that's enough we've talked yeah. to talk about. Well, and that now this comes in um, within a week of China and Russia being elected to the United Nations Human Rights Council. <laughs> Convenient. Yes. Yeah, that kind of may, may be a conflict there. Yes. So If um, you have um, <clears throat> crimes against humanity on your list of... Yeah. Um, accomplishments than being on, in what was it you called it? What would they just get elected oh, to? The Uni uh, Human Rights Council. Yeah. So UN Human Rights Council. It's kind of, kind of, puts you puts a bad mark yeah. on you for <laughs> that Human yeah. Rights Council. Right. Exactly. That's, in China, yeah. we all know about their human rights issues. Yeah. With, right. With the their uh, minority groups and yeah. stuff. But yeah. Um. Clearly, human rights aren't necessarily the top priority of the right. um, human rights organization because um, if you have, like I said, countries that are implicated in crimes against humanity, then um, they should not be serving on right. human rights committees. E even if they're up on charges like China is right yeah, now, they right. shouldn't even be eligible. Right, right, until they're cleared of all that. Right. So like you said, it just it just goes to show kind of what a farce the UN has become. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's keep going. Um, in France, do you remember it was probably what, five or six years ago? Um, there was that gruesome murder at right. um, the Charlie uh, Charlie Hebdo. The, yeah. It was like a, a magazine. Where yeah. They portrayed the uh, um, their depiction of Muhammad. Yeah. And what was that a beheading there or was that? No, just, it was a it shooting. Was a shooting. Yeah, yeah, they went in and shot up the place. Yeah. Well, apparently France is still dealing with their own issues over there um, because a police arrested nine after a teacher was beheaded in Paris this week. So let me get this one pulled up because, I mean, you don't 
you you think of this stuff in like some of these like third world countries, but right. you don't think of it in like France or right. things like that. But and it seems to be France is where this is stuff that always happens. Well, it doesn't I mean, yeah, France has really loose immigration laws, doesn't it? Well, the whole EU does actually. Um, I actually I was watching some videos before we went on about them talking about this this huge like immigration crisis that mm-hmm. the EU has that there's just very lapse, you know, rules, and yeah. so it's like, you know, they don't know who's coming in and why and where and what. So this says, among detainees are four relatives of the suspect, including a minor, who were arrested in the immediate aftermath of the attack. So it says, French police have arrested nine people after a suspect beheaded a school teacher in broad daylight on the street in Paris. Jeez. Like, how did nobody stop this? Right, yeah. Like... Who just stands around and watches this? Right, yeah. I mean, he has clearly like a sharp object, but you could Still, gang, gang rush right. a, a person and subdue right. him pretty quick if you had some balls. Well, it says that they, they arrested nine. So what, do they have like the other eight people standing around? Kind I, of That's possible. Yeah. So it says um, Samuel P- Patey, who had recently shown students cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad, was beheaded outside his school. So the same... The same thing. And we don't want to get, like, accused of being, like, what, right. Islamophobia or anything like that. But I'm just pointing out this is the same thing that happened. Right. With the Charlie Hebdo thing. Right. Like, a per- cartoon portrayal of Muhammad and then um, extremists yeah. took it into their own hands. Well, and I wonder, it said there was a minor. I mean, was that the one of his students? Was that a student? I mean, how did these guys even hear about it? Maybe the I minor mean, was the one that brought it to their attention and yeah, told them. Right. Police shot the attacker dead minutes after he murdered the 47-year-old history teacher. Patey had earlier this month shown his pupils cartoons of the prophet in a civil or a civics class on the freedom of expression, angering a number of Muslim parents. Muslims believe that any depiction of the prophet is blasphemous. The killing was described by French President Emmanuel Macron Macaroon, on Friday as a terrorist attack. Well, I'd say so. Prime Minister Jean Castex, I don't know how that French would pronounce an X. It's got to be silent of some. I want to share with you my total indignation. Secularism, the backbone of the French Republic, was targeted in this vile act. Four relatives of the attacker, including a minor, were detained in the immediate aftermath of the attack in the middle-class suburb of Confluence St. Honorine. Five more were detained overnight, among them two parents of pupils at the College du Bois de Lune. <laughs> Freaking French people. Where the teacher was employed at the at the college at the school. So it was so. So it's a couple parents of, of the students. kids that were probably in his class. They told their parents that yep. this is what happened, and they said, "Oh, oh yeah, well let's go cut that motherfucker's head off." Pretty much, that's what it sounds. I like. I can't even get. I couldn't even get my dad mad when my teacher like gave me a C. No, no, he's probably like, you fucking deserved <laughs> hey, it. You right, stop slacking off. Says parents of pupils laid flowers at the school gate. Some said their children were distraught. I can't imagine why. Why would no, your parent, right. your kid, be distraught? His head chopped off. My daughter is in pieces, terrorized by the violence of such an act. <laughs> pieces. <laughs> That's probably. I'm sorry. Poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah, right. Poor choice of words. <laughs> I mean, she just lost her head over it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sick. 
How will I explain to her the unthinkable? One father told, wrote on Twitter. Muslim leaders condemned the killing, which many public figures perceived as an attack on the essence of French statehood and its values of secularism, freedom of worship, and freedom of expression. It says France has, over the past several years, seen a series of violent attacks, including bombings and shootings in November 2015 at Bataclan Theater and sites around Paris that killed 130 people. Late last month, a man who immigrated to France from Pakistan used a meat cleaver to attack and wound two people outside Jeez. the former office of satire magazine Charlie Hebdo. So, this happened again outside Charlie Hebdo? That's what it sounds like. How yeah. is this place... Like, I would not work there. I would not want to work there. <laughs> no, no. But it sounds like this magazine is kind of like Mad Magazine or something yeah, like that. It's a, right. it's a satire magazine that probably is like... Edgy, super edgy, right. which goes way against um, yeah. certain cultures. That was the spot where an armed man gunned down employees of magazine of the magazine five years ago in retaliation for the magazine's publication of cartoons of the prophet. The issue of the cartoons was revived last month when Charlie Hebdo decided to republish them to coincide with the start of the trial of accomplices in the 2015 attack. So that's why... A guy brought the meat cleaver <laughs> yeah. last month. Yeah. I mean, and, and the guy's not justified, but no. you would think that, I mean. You think there'd be somebody that's like, do right. we really <laughs> want to do this? I mean, it's not America. It's not like they can carry a gun to work. Right. You know, I mean, this is France. Right. You know. And clearly it didn't work out well for them last time. Right. They, they thought this time would go over better. Right. Again, like you said, though, it's not justified. People should be able to express right. what yeah, they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes some big balls for them to decide to republish oh them. it does and i'm sure that's exactly why they did it and and you know kudos to them for it but yeah. y you know you got to expect the worst yeah when the worst has already happened right right but when you think about like people who would have done that like south park or family right. guy or simpsons or whatever they've all veered away from doing that i mean i think right. South Park, didn't they put Muhammad in a bear suit so they wouldn't actually <laughs> show Muhammad? I mean, they, they decided not to portray right portray him. So, I mean, so anybody who would have done that has not done it. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess, I don't know, even the edgiest aren't edgy enough around here in this country, I yeah, guess. So, I guess, so. point to France. Yeah, <laughs> something. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's it. From on the other side of the world, we have yes. just so much going on in the United States that we got to get back over here yes. quickly because otherwise we're not doing us justice. Or maybe we're not doing us justice by covering this stuff because <laughs> some of this stuff is just freaking ridiculous. Yeah. As we mentioned in the intro, the um, two nominees, the two only ones that the media wants to cover, uh, that is, um, out of... I think there's like 60 some or hundreds of I was going to say I think um I I read an article that there was like um uh, like 120 yeah. like people that were actually running for president. Right. But you won't hear about those. No. So the two main clowns of the circus um had their town hall meetings on Thursday because the um as we mentioned the uh debates got canceled this week because right. of Trump's corona and all and the other Biden stuff. was afraid, so he wanted to do virtual. And but Trump didn't Trump want was to afraid do virtual. Put a robot in, and so right, <laughs> rightfully so. Right. I mean, yeah. So we got a couple of clips of just some 
um, of the re- most ridiculous parts of the the two town hall meetings between. I mean, it wasn't between them; it was just them. Although it was Trump versus um, the country, <laughs> the the person that was yeah, supposed she to be she was coming at him pretty hard. Yeah, and then Biden got blessed with having George Stephanopoulos, yeah. who is on yeah. that side. So yeah, he's not going to push too hard. I no. don't think. So here's those clips. I'm going to pull them up on the screen. Here we go. Town Hall, moderated by ABC News' George Stephanopoulos. The words of a president matter. Absolutely. No matter whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, they matter. And when a president doesn't wear a mask or makes fun of folks like me when I was wearing a mask for a long time, then, you know, people say, well, he just said he had a big ass mask. Besides, you ain't black. (laughs) What do you have to say to young black voters who see voting for you? I love that. Well, first, there's the Walter face there. Yeah. Um, I love that jab. Yeah. Besides, you ain't black. What yeah. else do you got to say for young African-Americans like yeah. me, basically? As further participation in a system that continually fails to protect them. Well, it's awful hard to get the money, in, depending on the background. Where, 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 where your your excuse me, your Speak economic up, Joe. background is yep, to yep, get yep, a down yep, payment. Yep. So we're going to guarantee first-term home buyers a $15,000 down payment. So I was just saying, do you hear what you needed to hear? Uh, I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I heard enough. <laughs> He's like, yep, I'm out of here. Afterwards, I'll tell you more. Okay. He called well, him poor. But I really mean he just it. said, that- we're going to get money for for we're going to give money for poor people. For you people. Yeah. Right. And that way you got you can get a house someday. Doesn't that sound great? Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. Fifteen thousand dollars for 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 yeah. you people. I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah. Essentially, that's what he's saying. Yeah. And he's he's asking about African Americans. He's not saying poor people. Right. But Joe automatically goes there. He you does know? every and every time. Tell you like back when he said poor people are just as smart as white people. Right. Exactly. Um. But the funniest part is when he's like. The moderator or whatever you call him in this was like, "Is did you get the answer you wanted?" And he's basically like, "I've heard enough." It's just <laughs> yeah, like he right. didn't yeah. say he was satisfied, but yeah. he's heard enough to make his decision. Yeah. Basically, is what it seemed like. <clears throat> All right, you Let's have keep... to teach people how to de-escalate circumstances. De-escalate. So instead of anybody coming at you, and the first thing you do is shoot to kill, you shoot him in the leg. You know, if I sounds like someone who has no clue. <laughs> shoot him in the leg. And what happens with the guy has a gun in his hand? Right. <laughs> He's going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, how easy is it to shoot somebody in the leg, too? That's not... Right, yeah, right. not an easy target. Yeah. I saw a picture online the other day. It was like um, Trump's uh, training target practice. And it was just like the, the full profile target that you typically see. Yeah. And then um, it was like um, Biden's plan for uh, police reform target, like, or police training, and it was just a leg <laughs> with a target at the knee, with a bullseye at the knee. Mr. Vice President, if you lose, what will that say to you about where America is today? Well, it could say that I'm a lousy candidate and I didn't do a good job. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but I think, uh, I hope that crickets. it doesn't line, say line. that we are as racially, ethnically, and religiously at odds with one another as it appears the president wants us to be. Right, exactly. What does that have to do with him losing? Yeah. 
Well, I just hope that that doesn't say we're as divided well, as the president think wants us to think. And, and that's that. the liberal narrative is that Trump is, it tries to make everybody divided. That's his, that's what he tries to do. Yeah, but it just didn't make sense no, in the context it of that question. No, no, I agree. And in, and in that little like pact of clips, it's, it looks like he was like avoiding the question, unpacking the clock of uh, the court again. Uh, yeah, we and he's like, well, I, I don't want to answer that because the focus will be then on that answer. And yep. um, I, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. So here is Trump's little clip. And I, I get that they're only picking out the, the most ridiculous moments here. Um, if you want to see, oops, wrong screen. If you want to see more, um, just go check out these uh, videos yourself. <clears throat> we don't have time to unpack all of it. And we'll probably get copyright strikes if we play anything more. We might get copyright strikes for this. Because the internet is stupid, and so is YouTube and Facebook and all the above. We got um, struck from boosting a video post because I was smoking a pipe on from Facebook. Facebook wouldn't allow that. Is that not the most ridiculous thing? Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, yeah. I don't know how we've made it this far with all the things we've said if the one thing <laughs> against us is I'm smoking a pipe. Yeah. So oh, That's just the, the love they have for us. So I'm sure like it's, the, it's solely the pipe. Mm-hmm. Here's the Trump one. Shit. <laughs> Here's the Trump one. I'm good with masks. I'm okay with masks. I tell people wear masks. But just the other day, they came Funny out they with both a statement with that masks. 85% we of the people that wear masks catch it. So, well, I test quite a bit. And I can tell you that before the debate, which I thought it was a very good debate, and I felt fantastically. You did? I, I was. I had no problem before. Did you you didn't. You didn't think it was a good ma- to be? I don't know. I no. don't even remember. I test all the time. But I, I can tell you this: uh, after the debate, like I guess a day or so, I think it was Thursday evening, maybe even late Thursday evening, uh, I tested positive. That's when I first found out well, about it. To- I knew it was a big threat. At the same time, I don't want to panic this country. I don't want to go out and say everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. Isn't there a middle ground? You don't have to mislead, but you can. No, no. No, there's not a middle ground. I denounce white supremacy, okay? You did two days later. She really interrupts him a lot, doesn't she? You always do it. You always start off with a question. You didn't ask Joe Biden whether or not he denounces Antifa. I know nothing about QAnon. I just told you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. I hate to say that. that. I know nothing about it. I do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia. They fight it very hard. He may be Why right. not just say it's crazy and not true? He may be right. I just don't know about QAnon. You do know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. So combative. They talk about the peaceful transfer, right? They spied on my campaign and they got caught. And they spied heavily on my campaign. And they tried to take I love the woman over his left shoulder. City. She's always like, she's so, so agreeable with him. Yeah. Like, Everything she says. That, that she's she, just like she, shaking she, her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's crazy because... From what it looks like, she's African-American. Yeah, yeah. Being president, and then they talk about, will you accept a peaceful transfer? And the answer is, yes, I will. But I want it to be an honest election, and so does everybody That's else. That's fair. That's when a fair statement. Absolutely, yes. dumped in a garbage can, and they happen to have my name on it, I'm not happy okay, about that. But, but it's sort of ironic that you and them talk about the peaceful transfer when I spent three and a half years fighting off these maniacs, and now it turns out... Everything's there. That they were the ones that dealt with Russia, and it's too bad. Yeah, but okay. peaceful transfer, I absolutely want that. But ideally, I don't want to transfer because I want to win. Okay. 
$400 million compared to the assets that I have, all of these great properties all over the world, and frankly, the Bank of America building in San Francisco. I don't love what's happening to San Francisco. Well, do I hear you right? It sounds like you're saying $400 million biggest, isn't that much. $400 million to a billionaire. $400 million right. in debt. Yeah. Is not that much to a right. billion dollar corporate, multi billion dollar yeah. corporation. Where he can sell one of his buildings and probably get that money back. Have you ever studied, if you know anything about economics, your assets, which is what you're worth, equals liability plus your equity. Mm -hmm. Liability is the debt that you owe, equity is basically the income coming in. So it's your debt to income that right. equals. So you take everything that's coming in minus the debt that's going out. That equals your assets. That is true in every single business. They all have a right. certain amount of debt, yeah. whether that's a business credit card, whether that's loans made on properties, all this stuff goes into it. So yeah. for him to have a couple hundred million dollars in right. in debt isn't saying that much for right. a multi-billion dollar corporation. It's all... The debt versus the income is the debt to income ratio. That's what's important. Right. But they're not looking no. at the income. And, and again, they're not looking at, you know, they're, again, they're trying to paint him as a failure, a businessman, someone who's in debt. And that's just not the way it is. Right. I mean, this is a guy who, again, it, 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 he's not accepting uh, even a presidential salary. Mm -hmm. If he was hurting for money, he'd be trying to get everything he can get. Get that $400,000 presidential right. salary. Yeah. Exactly. You but, know. but they're not. Point. They're not saying that he has a couple hundred million in, like, right, um, past due um, debt or like debt that collectors are coming after him on. Yeah, it's just an amount of debt. So for them to keep hammering on that, right. like he's saying, it's like that's not that bad. And she's like, "You're acting like that's not a lot of money." It's 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 not, it's not yeah, in it's a multi billion not. dollar corporation. Right. I want to see what like Microsoft's debt to income ratio yeah. is. I want to see what like Google's amount of debt is. It's probably more than a couple he, million. He probably million. and most billionaires, they probably lose and gain hundred hundreds of millions of dollars within a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. You look at Facebook. Yeah. He drops millions of dollars every day or goes up and down or like mm -hmm. Amazon. What's that? The Amazon guy. Oh, Bezos. Yeah. Uh, if you look at them, they lose millions yeah. of dollars a day. And so for her to be like, you're acting like that's not a lot of money. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I, you're not an economist. We, we, apparently. we live in different worlds there, Samantha. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. So I'll keep going. Are you, are, you, are you confirming that, yes, you do owe some $400 million? What I'm saying is that it's a tiny percentage of my net worth. That sounds and like, you'll yes. see that soon. So, yes, basically so she's exactly what we're saying. not listening to what he's saying. Right. She's trying to prove a point, and she's trying to push the narrative. Yeah. She doesn't care about the facts of it that that goes into play with, mm -hmm. with a business like this. Like I said, it's public knowledge for corporations. You can go and look yeah. on the internet and find Google's debt and their equity and their assets and all that stuff. You can go and find Facebook's. You can go and find any publicly traded right. organization. You can go and find it. And I guarantee you they have as much, if not more, debt than, mm -hmm. than Donald Trump does. Nobody's screaming, oh, Google's a failed right. organization. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it, it's just ridiculous and like you were saying the mount how com combative she was against him it's oh, like yeah. I, I didn't think that was interrupting the point you here. know nobody has asked biden to disavow 
Antifa. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying, you know, they're they're coming after Trump. Every interview, every debate, will you disavow uh, white supremacy? Mm-hmm. Will you will you um you know disavow Quanon or right. whatever? Quanon, Quanon, Quanon. But they nobody has ever asked Biden. Well, right. you said this about China. Do you disavow China? Yeah. Or, you know, you've never said, you've never disavowed Antifa or, you know, Black Lives Matter. The only Matter one that or, is is right. Trump. And right. he, nobody, everyone ignores it. Right. They just yeah. blow oh, it yeah. off. And, but he continues to disavow. I mean, he has before and he will again. And they will keep asking him because yeah. that's the narrative that they're trying to paint of oh, him. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. And they don't want to, they don't want to um, actually report on the fact that he is. Oh, yeah disavowing they just report on the the vague the yeah. rare vague moments that he has right. like on the debates last time right. where he said oh stand back and stand by he right. didn't even uh, even uh, his son came out which is like well what he meant was stand down right. it's just like stop even saying stuff like that right. it looks like you're just yeah. uh, well, trying and, to play like catch up or and cover even the up. organization that he listed proud boys you know are not a white supremacist group no and the they they're not big uh pro republicans either right so so yeah that that whole thing was fun it was a nice nice charade and i love mm-hmm. the i love the question of the african american to biden and his response oh, i i, I, I want to watch the the whole conversation yeah. because um from what i've heard um he basically what was some of the other stuff we had heard that he had said too it was about like education, oh, like basically yeah. saying black people aren't educated. Right. We need to educate yeah. them, and, right. and it's just—I don't know. It's, yeah, it's talking ridiculous. about Obama, you know, he's he's credit to his race. He's clean and articulate. Yeah. You know, I mean, so anybody who's not questioning that this guy has some racist proclivities, it, but they're going to question Trump. Right. I mean, come on, you know, it's just like how much cover are you going to run from somebody? Yeah. How can you come and say you have any integrity whatsoever? Right. When you're covering from somebody, you know, and, and I'm not saying Biden's racist, but I what I am saying is what he says is more questionable than what Trump right. said. It's like typical old white dude. Right. Speech. He, he, yeah. Like I said, he, he says the same thing. Any old white guy in his 70s. Is going to say, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, speaking of uh, race and this this campaign or this uh, election cycle, um. Former rapper Ice Cube, or is he still a rapper? Um, you know he hasn't come out with anything recently. So we'll we'll call him former rapper Ice yeah. Cube. He is an actor though. Um, so he came to Biden's team first with this um this bid to kind of this plan to help African Americans, and Biden's team failed to respond yeah, at which, all to uh, him. Which article are you doing? Uh, this is the. Um, uh, credits the Trump administration, the, oh, gotcha. the blackenterprise.com. Okay. Gotcha. So he came to Biden's team first, and they basically, had, they, they just didn't respond to him. So then they he gave took, him a typical runaround. Yeah, so he t- came to Trump's team, and Trump's team actually went into discussions with him. So he's given them credit for that. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you read that one if you want. Yeah, so it says here. It won't let me even, like, blow this up, so it's, like, really tiny. O'Shea Jackson, better known as the rapper slash actor Ice Cube. I thought his real name was Ice Cube. Well, I think that was, like, O'Shea, I think, is his adopted name. Oh, okay. (laughs) Makes sense. His parents' last name is actually Cube. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I heard the political discussion when he touted his contract with the Black America Back in July, he previously revealed a contract with Black America addressing racial inequality. 
when the once controversial rapper penned an op-ed for The Hill. Ice Cube is calling attention to police reform. They should call him Mr. Cube. They should call him Mr. Cube. It'd be more respectful that way. Excuse me, Mr. Cube. Can I call you Mr. Cube? (laughs) Um, Is calling attention to police reform, reparations, and inequality within the hails of Hollywood. Although Ice Cube hasn't and didn't endorse President Trump, the speculation that he is Team Trump blew up on Twitter when Trump's senior advisor, Katrina Pearson, sent out this tweet thanking the mercurial artist for his willingness to step up and work with the Trump administration. Um, so her her tweet says, shout out to Ice Cube for his willingness to step up and work with at real Donald Trump administration to help develop the hashtag platinum plan. Uh, and then it says, leader's going to lead, hater's going to hate. Thank you for leading. Yes. So, um... Cube comes out, and they actually call him that. Cube expresses skepticism in both political parties based on neither one of them doing right by blacks. After news got out about the tweet that Pearson sent, Cube took to Twitter again with the message that people didn't know about the situation. He says, facts. I put out the CWBA. Both parties contacted me. Dem said we'll address the CWBA after the election. Trump campaign made some adjustments to the plan. They're talking about us talking to us about the CWBA. And then he comes out and he says, every side is the dark side for us here in America. They're all the same until something changes for us. They all lie and they all cheat, but we can't afford not to negotiate with whoever is in power or our condition in this country will never change. Our justice is bipartisan. Um, so that's what that says. And then he says, black progress is a bipartisan issue. Mm-hmm. When we created the contract with black America, we Expected to talk to both sides of the aisle. Talking truth to power is part of the process. So he's not saying much about being pro-Trump. Um, he basically just said that, like I said there, uh, Biden's team pretty much put it on the back burner till after the election because there's more important things to deal with than um, right. this inequality thing that they're always screaming about. Yeah. Um, and then the Trump team probably took it on as a political thing. Obviously that's what the, both parties do. It, it became their kind of token black um, accolade for this election. Well, look, we got uh ice cube on our team. Yeah. Mr. Cube. And so, Neither party had their best interest at hand, it didn't seem like. And that, that seems like basically what Ice Cube is saying. It's just like, well, both both parties are the dark side, but if somebody's willing to negotiate with us, then great. Yeah. Well, so reaction from the black community has um, been not good. No? <laughs> They're trying to say basically he's selling them out. Um, you know, Trump's going to renege. He's just trying to get him in there. Um but this platinum plan that he has going with that he's working with with Trump, um, they're calling him a traitor to his race. Um, it says this criticism of Cube's decision to reach out to the Trump administration to make a change has that's, to be among the most asinine statements that human being. That's could a traitor utter. to your race by reaching out to the sitting leader of your yeah. country to try to make changes right. to the thing that you want to make changes to. That's right. a, being a traitor to yeah. your race. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Exactly. And so it says the evidence of this is displayed in the fact that those who, who once called themselves fans of Ice Cube's work have now branded him a traitor for trying to shape the policy of the current administration. 
It's downright foolish to tie anyone's ethnicity to a pledge of allegiance to any political party. That is the mentality of a slave and not a free man. Government works for the people. Men are meant to be free and as ponderous as their own industry will afford them, not to live as servants to a bureaucracy. Um, let's see, that comes from... Okay, so then he was supposed to go on CNN to talk to Chris Cuomo. They canceled his appearance because of this whole deal. Cancel Ice Cube's appearance? Yeah, on yeah. CNN. That's ridiculous. Let's yeah. just shut this guy down. Yeah. He, he's an idiot. He has nothing good to say because he went to the other side to pitch this this idea. Yeah. So, fuel to the fire here. Always. So, uh, so apparently Ice Cube just shared a video that seemed to claim the Democratic Party is ignoring the needs of the black people, including Vice President Joe Biden. The YouTube video by Boyce Watkins also celebrates Ice Cube's alleged similar way of thinking. We have the same concerns. The concern that many of us have is the black people is not getting the attention that we deserve and the black community is being ignored. That the Democratic Party has been pretty much engaged in what they're calling benign neglect. Watkins has singled out on the claim that Biden formally referred to black Americans as super predators. Mm. Now saying that it's been debunked that it was Hillary Clinton, but he just called them predators, yeah. not super predators. Right. I, I read predators. that article. Yeah. It was debunked. He, it was partially false because he didn't use the word super. He yeah. just called them normal, like everyday right. predators, right. which is much better. Oh yeah. So he goes on, he goes with Biden. It made me think about Hitler because of the way the Germans did the Jews. They killed like thousands of them at once. Watkins said, and it was really terrible to see, just all those dead bodies piled on top of each other. Well, Biden kind of has the same idea. Biden's whole process was we need to exterminate a certain group of people. We need to make sure there's hundred thousands of these super predators. We need Holy to shit. we need to eliminate them from society. He wasn't a typical quiet white supremacist. He was the loudest one in the group. Watkins said of Biden's political history. Who's this Watkins guy? I don't know, but I want to know now. No shit. Um. He said, uh, if he's a member of the Klan, he would have been the Grand Wizard. So as the Grand Wizard of the biggest <laughs> white supremacist organization in the history, which is the United States government, he was literally going out of his way to say, I don't care if you grew up in an impoverished background. I don't care that you had a hard time. These people need to be removed from society. Damn. Watkins also alleged in the video that CNN financial contributor Clyde Anderson feels the same, quoting that Anderson claimed the Democratic Party has been pissing on black people for 50 years. Wow, not yeah. holding back punches there. Uh, no, not at all. So we got that, and he's just saying it. He's basically saying what we've been saying for months now. Oh, but, yeah. Um, neither side is good. Yeah. But for the Democrats to say they're the party for the black people. Right. When that's, they've done jack they, shit. Yeah, if not worse than jack shit. They, yeah. They've single-handedly like come up with laws of oppression especially Biden has come up with a lot of like oppressive, like criminal justice laws yeah. and introduced bills. But, um, so yeah, it, it sounds like there's some people just kind of opening their eyes to that and yeah, people are just telling them to sit down and shut the fuck up. Um, they basically gave, uh, ice cube the the old Conway or Conway Con Kanye West treatment. Oh yeah. Um, and said, Hey, uh, you, you're not, you're not voicing the the mantra that we we gave yeah. you, so right. You we, need to just sit down and shut the fuck up, you self-hating yeah. 
black right. no, well, supremacist. Yeah, well, it, it's ironic because, you know, I've heard them call, you know, the Democratic Party, you know, the new plantation. Mm-hmm. And so here you got, you know, Ice Cube kind of free thinking now, kind of stepping out of bounds. And then you got people kind of, oh, you're a race traitor. Yeah. These guys are going to take care of us. You need to you need to get in line Yeah, instead of. You know, well, why do we need to be taken care of? We need to be negotiating, mm-hmm. you know, with the current leadership. Right. And that's uh, we talked about um, successful activist groups mm-hmm. or such as Black Lives Matter. The ones that like make shit happen are the ones that are willing to like work, like right. get in touch with the the people in power and make things happen. Because that's the only way things are going to be successful is if you can actually negotiate with with uh, the people of power, even if you don't like their politics. If right. you are have the ability to communicate with them and make shit happen, that's how these things are successful. Right. But that's not what they want. It no. doesn't seem they don't want you negotiating with the enemy. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're getting out of line if you're doing that. Right. You know. Right. So. Yeah, basically, they're they're being more oppressive to the black culture by telling them to sit right. down and shut the fuck up. Yeah, but for, this for is stepping the, out of line. The first time in, in, in that I can remember that I've seen so many people vocal right. against the Democratic Party to, with their actions towards African Americans right. and minorities. Yeah, yeah. So I I love seeing people just wake the hell up. I I. I hope more people yeah. do on both sides and realize hey, this isn't in our best interest at all. Exactly. They're saying all the shit, but it, it's not what they're not. Their actions aren't speaking the same as right. what their, yeah. their mouth is right. moving. They, they say that we're, they're going to take care of us and stuff. And, but again, you know, they just want them to follow party line. Right. The last thing in this first half um, that we have to talk about is there's this group and this is right in line still with the elections. This group is called Army for Trump. And what they are, they're a group that's preparing poll watching, a poll watching operation. Um, so Not actual polls. No, they're not watching <laughs> like telephone polls or stripper yes. polls. Yes. Um, so they are an activist group. Um, what? So they're... They are mobilizing. So I'll just go into this article because it'll explain it better than me. Yeah. Um, here, let me share this. It says Republicans are mo- mobilizing thousands of volunteers to watch early voting sites and ballot drop boxes leading up to November's election. Part of an effort to find evidence to back up Donald Trump's uh, unsubstantiated. This is in a biased article. Not at all. Unsubstantiated complaints about widespread voter fraud. Because that never happens. No. Across key battleground states such as Pennsylvania, Florida, and Wisconsin, Republican poll watchers will be searching for irregularities, especially with regard to mail-in ballots, whose use is surging amid the coronavirus pandemic, according to more than 20 officials involved in the effort. They declined to say how many volunteers have signed up so far. The campaign earlier this year said its goal was to recruit 50,000 monitors nationwide. Well... The mission, the official said, is to capture photos and videos Republicans can use to support so far unfounded claims. There it is again. That mail voting is riddled with chicanery. That's a little racist. Yeah, yeah. And to help their case of uh, if legal disputes erupt over the results of the November 3rd contest between Republican incumbent Trump and his Democratic opponent Joe Biden. The campaign is already posting material of 
activity it claims is suspicious, including a video of Trump campaign observer being turned away from an early voting site in Philadelphia last month. The city says monitors are welcome in polling stations on election day, but are not allowed in early voting facilities. Well, hmm. that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Some voting rights activists are concerned such encounters could escalate in a tense year that has seen armed militias face off against protesters in the nation's streets. It doesn't say armed protesters. That's true. Poll watching by partisan observers is a, a normal feature in the U.S. elections that dates back to the 18th century and is subject to various state laws and local rules. Still, this year's operation by the Trump campaign is highly unusual, voting rights advocates say, both in its focus on early voting and its emphasis on finding evidence to support baseless assertions by the president and his supporters that Democrats plan to flood the system with fake mail ballots to steal the election. Mail ballot requests are tilting heavily to Democrats in battleground states, which likely means Biden will be in the lead before in-person voting begins on Election Day. In Florida, where Republicans have historically relied on mail-in ballots, nearly 2.5 million Democrats have requested them, compared to about 1.7 million Republicans. In Pennsylvania, more than 1.5 million Democrats have requested mail-in ballots, nearly triple the request from Republicans. I don't care. So, a lot of words to say. Um, these groups of people are going in and keeping an eye to make sure things don't look fishy. They're not seeing, mm -hmm. like, the same person sending out more than one vote. Right. They're not seeing uh, people being coerced to send in their votes or anything suspicious. Like, as the article say, this has been going on for right. over 100 years. Yeah. And it's nothing at all like when the Black Panthers showed up at polling places in Philadelphia right. in 2008 to make sure people... Yeah, didn't do chicanery, chicanery <laughs> at yes. that part. But this could lead to militant groups like being threatening. But it's just a lot of words to make yes. people believe that this is a bigger deal than it is. Because yeah. as the article stated, this has been going on forever. Right. But for some reason, this year this is problematic because it could be intimidating right. to have people standing watch well and and this is the first time i think a family member of a sitting president has come out and said you know right. getting yeah. people to you know go a do it advocating so. for it yeah um but it, nothing here says or claims or even shows evidence that there's people standing out with um ar-15s at, <laughs> at polling stations um not yet <laughs> not yet not yet i mean it is 2020 so i right. I, I could see it happening yeah if that happens um yeah, I will be completely against it because yeah, as much as I support your right to bear arms, that's just yeah. that's just assholery right there. Right. Yeah, and it, it is. It's it's gonna be a clusterfuck. It will be. The it whole thing be. is going to be. I, I just watched a video on all the Democrats have been changing election rules around the country, mm -hmm. and there's states that are now allowing votes to come in within a week after polls close. What? Right. Yeah. Saying like mail-in votes, you know, if they're postmarked by November third, we're still going to accept them, right? See, I I can see if they're postmarked because yeah. the mail takes a while. I mean, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Well, but I mean, up to that's well, like two your weeks. taxes. Well, yeah. No, but I mean, you know how the U.S. post office works. Not that works. bad. But and then there's, is it though? <laughs> then there's a state. I can't remember which one state it is. If you early vote, right? If you vote and get your mail in. And then you die, your vote will still be counted. Hmm. Yes. And that so that's another new rule that they just pushed. So, so it's just I think there's a lot of things going on that is just designed to really 
throw chaos into the system. I, I agree. So again, they they won't have a clear winner going into January. No. Oh no, it's going to no. have to go to it's gonna the go Supreme to the Court. Yeah. It's going to go to Nancy Pelosi. It's going to go everywhere. And like I said, it's just going to be mass chaos. Yeah, it's going to be a mess, and people are going to be pissed, and there's going to be protest, and and we talked several episodes ago, many many times actually. Our our opinion of why. The Democrat Party specifically is pushing for voting early, and that is because of the potential of an October surprise. Right. Surprise! <laughs> we got our October surprise. We did. It is here, and we are going to get into that in the second half. Um, definitely get back here for that because it looks exactly like the October surprise of the 2016 election. It does. It really does. With a uh, confiscated laptop, yep. uh, with emails and um, possible Russian influence and all this fun, happy bullshit. It's it's like a, a rerun. It's like yeah. they couldn't come up with I know. an original they idea. Need something new. I mean, when they introduced aliens back in, was it June? Uh-huh. I was really hoping for something big with that. And in October, they, for yeah. sure. And yeah. it just kind of, I was hoping maybe they influenced the, the nice right. election, you know? Yep. So October surprises here, and it's not as surprising as we expected because, yeah. like I said, it's a, a repeat. So, but October's not done yet. It's not. <laughs> we, it might get better. It might get better. It's true. So we're going to dig into that. Um, the Hunter Biden laptop that was confiscated uh, earlier, well, last year, but was brought to light earlier this week, and um, all the stuff surrounding that. So get back in here for that part of the show because um, that is really fishy and really interesting at the same time. So um, you definitely want to hear about that. If you haven't heard anything, um, get back here. We'll tell you a little bit about that. But for now... I think we're going to go take our break. So we'll see you right back here in a couple minutes. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Well, well, well. We're back. We are. You know, I you had played music last week that you said you were thinking about adding to the show. 
I did. Remember, it was the music. I was like, this would be really cool if we like blew something up and then mm. walked away from it slowly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to find that so we can try that. That'd be perfect for uh, this trash fire of 2020 that it, it is. Be. I mean, it's just like where the Joker walking away from the hotel or the, <laughs> the hospital that's blowing up in America is the hospital that's blowing yeah. up. It's not, uh, I guess we wouldn't be the Joker because we, wouldn't be we blowing didn't blow it up. It up. Yeah. No. It, no. Maybe it's the federal government or CNN or Fox News or just uh, yeah, all, all encompassing the all the above. Yeah, that would probably work. But, yeah, yeah. You need to get better at our, our comments because when I say three, two, you you need to know <laughs> that one is supposed to be implied. Well, I, I, yeah, well, I, I did this whole, you know, I was like. You know, so I was mm. trying to like, you know. After I'm you getting, said one. Right. I yeah. had to stop yeah. this and start it again because you said one. Yeah. Well, Not that it matters. No. I'm, but. Well, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But this is this show business here. <laughs> Do you ever watch the show BoJack Horseman? Uh-uh. You definitely should. Uh, well, there's a scene where they're getting ready to start and one of the characters, he's just an idiot. And um, they're getting, like, he's hosting this game show and they're like, in three, two. And then as the mu- intro music playing, he's like, so you never say one. <laughs> as they're coming in. So it's, it's super funny. That's what it made me think of when, when you, <laughs> you said one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, October. Yes. Surprise. Surprise. Here we are. And, and Yes. We knew it was coming. Oh, we yeah. didn't know yeah. how it was coming. Well, we thought they were going to be more original. Yeah, but they, so, they weren't. They went well, with the same. The, the good old... The good old laptop email combo. Yeah. yeah, if you if you don't remember, in 2016, in October, was the release of the um, Anthony Weiner laptop is what kicked it all off, supposedly. Oh, yeah. And then there was the emails from that. which good is old Tony Weiner. Which that's how they supposedly got the Pizzagate scandal mm-hmm. that was blown up. And then there was um, all these WikiLeaks releases, too, yep. on top of that, which supposedly were... Obviously, Russian hacks, which right. they're, I mean, the fact that they're still saying these are obviously Russian leaks, right? I mean, maybe they were, but I, I still haven't seen evidence of obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, but that leads us to today. Why do I still have our logo in our face? Go I away, logo. Don't know, I don't see our face. Oh, I can see our face. Um, so that leads us to this last week where it's like deja vu happened, yeah, yeah. Except for they didn't go after the man himself. No, no, no. They was went after his drug addict son. His drug addict crackhead son. Yes. Um. So this can't. The surprising part to me is that it first was released from the New York Post, which right. I didn't think there were a, a right wing paper, were they? Yep. You know, it, I didn't think so either. But apparently, that's how they're being portrayed now. Yeah, they're. They're Trump loving New York yeah. Post now. Well, you can't you can't say anything positive or negative against Biden unless you're obviously for Trump. Yeah, obviously you, know? you can't report things as the news. Right. Just like report and right. not be biased. Yeah. It's not no possible. no self respecting media would right. report anything against Biden. I I did see one article. I couldn't find which one it was. I think it was the Washington Post though that was reporting on the New York Post, and it said. New York-based tabloid reported on, so it, it like completely downgraded <laughs> right. them from a an official newspaper to, to a tabloid like the, just because. Yeah, yeah, just like the what was it, the Sun or, or yeah, the Inquirer, National yeah. Inquirer, yeah, and stuff like that. They, 
they just got completely <laughs> downgraded, and right. it's just another attempt to. It's um, not like they got Bat Boy on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing those when in the nineties mm-hmm. when I go to Walmart with my mom, and some of the things yeah. I'm just like, there's like this, and this has popped up I've seen over the years several times, and it makes me laugh now because I thought it was real back then, right? As a yeah, kid. yeah, but it was like. This cloud of Satan over the White House. Oh yeah, House. right. Yeah, do you remember yep. seeing that one? I do. Yeah, that one's popped up many yeah. times. They they like... used to hit a uh, Elvis a lot, like Elvis mm. scene at Walmart shopping. Proof he's still alive. Well, imagine being like a a seven year old kid from a super Christian home oh, yeah. seeing a paper that's reporting on this, right. the face of Satan yeah. in the clouds over <laughs> over the White House. It terrify you. Yeah, right. And it did. It terrified me. So. Anyway, the tabloid, the New York Post, released this article titled Smoking Gun Email Reveals How Hunter Biden Introduced Ukrainian Businessman to VP Dad. From the start, to point out why that just that title there is important is because Biden, Joe Biden for years has made the claim that he had no idea what dealings his son had in right. Ukraine. He, yep. had, he never talked to his son about his overseas dealings. That, mm-hmm. That's just been his go-to um, thing since, right. at least since like the whole um, impeachment thing where Donald Trump was digging into Hunter Biden over right. there yeah, and saying that there was like some, some nefarious bullshit going right. on, um, some self-serving stuff. And um, so, yeah, like I said, Joe Biden's been saying for forever that I, I didn't know what was going on. But right. according to these emails, that, oh, that's not he, at he all was true. involved in it. Yeah. So I'm going to pull up. The, this is the original New York Post article. Okay. That came out, I think, Wednesday, October 14th. So last Wednesday. Uh, this is, goes on to say, Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm, Less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company, according to emails obtained by the Post. The never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Vadim Pazarsky, an advisor to the board of Burisma, which was Hunter Biden's company that he worked for in Ukraine. It's like it's an oil company. Yes. Allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17th of 2015, about a year after Hunter joined the Burisma board at a reported salary of up to 50000 a month. Jeez. Holy shit. Wow. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. You don't... You... No, I just thought that was just like... Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father. That blows all that out of the water. Right. And spent some time together. It's it's really an honor and pleasure. The email reads. An early email earlier email from May 2014 shows Pizarski reportedly Brisma's number three exec asking Hunter for advice on how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. Hmm. That's sketchy. Yeah, right. The blockbuster correspondence. Which flies in the face to why are we still using the phrase blockbuster? Yeah, they went out of business years ago. It's completely bust, so that's not a good thing anymore. Why did this pop up? What the hell? What just? There we go. The blockbuster correspondence, which flies in the face of Joe Biden's claim that he's never spoken to 
my son about his overseas business dealings is contained in a massive trove of data, kind of like the 2016 massive trove of data, recovered from a laptop computer. This is where it gets sketchy. Yes. Not anything to do with the article is as sketchy as how they right. obtained Right. This wasn't Secret Service. It wasn't FBI that, that they tracked it down and found it in a raid or anything like this. The computer <laughs> was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware in 2019. According to the store's owner, other material extracted from the computer includes a raunchy 12-minute video that appears to show Hunter, who's admitted struggling with addiction problems, smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. The customer who brought in the water-damaged MacBook Pro for repair never paid for the service or retrieved it or a hard drive on which its contents were stored, according to the shop owner, who said he tried repeatedly to contact the client. You, know, you would think a video like that is one you'd want to hold on for their mm -hmm. archives. Yeah. Well, first of all, if you're a man of importance and you have this incriminating evidence on your computer... Or even just, like, private videos of yourself in sex acts or what have you. You'd think you'd get rid of that stuff before you took it to a repair shop. Even if you're not a person of importance, I would get rid right. of that stuff yeah. before I <laughs> right. turned it into yeah. a repair shop. Yes. Yes. The shop owner couldn't positively identify the customer as Hunter Biden, but said the laptop bore a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation, named after Hunter's late brother and former Delaware Attorney General. That's not sketchy. No. Well, I can't confirm that Hunter brought it in, but it had a sticker right. on it. Yeah. First no. of all, who puts stickers on MacBook Pros? I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, they're like thousands of dollars. <laughs> what, what are you going to put a sticker on it for? But it just happened to identify that right. it was connected yeah. to Biden. Yeah. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's valid, right? I right. mean, that makes it's all gotta sense. It's got to be, yeah. Photos of a Delaware federal subpoena given to the Post show that both the computer and hard drive were seized by the FBI in December after the shop owner says he alerted the feds to their existence. Why? <laughs> now, as a repair shop and a computer owner didn't come back and get it. Uh, yeah. Turn it into the FBI? Right. Well, it just makes me just not want to leave a computer somewhere too mm. long. <laughs> Yeah, I got to take this one actually to Best Buy again to get fixed because the little hinge is like broke. So no. it's like what, like popping apart. And so, man, sure I, I, better pick, I better pick that up. Otherwise, yeah. I might turn it into the FBI. Right. Yeah. And then maybe turn it over to Giuliani's lawyer. Right. Yeah. Before turning over the gear, the owner said he made a copy of the hard drive. See, now that's shady. That's shady as fuck. Yeah. And later gave it to former Mayor Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello. I'm assuming he gave it to them when the impeachment stuff started coming to light because he's probably like, well, I have proof right. that this shit went how uh, or was did not go the way Biden's saying it went. I have this proof. Right. So I'm guessing that's when he gave it to Giuliani. If this case, if this well, is how, actually how this went. How down. would somebody at a computer store know Giuliani's lawyer? I mean. What's well, a New York based computer? Or no, it was a Delaware based computer. Yeah, it was Delaware based. So, so I mean, who's going to be like, oh, wow, I'm just going to get this over to Giuliani's lawyer? So, Steve Bannon, for, former advisor to Trump, 
told the Post about the existence of the hard drive in late September. Why is the Post just now talking about that? And Giuliani provided the Post with a copy of it on Sunday, so they didn't actually have a copy. The Post oh, didn't okay. get a copy till Sunday. Gotcha. Less than eight months after Pizarski thanked Hunter Biden for the introduction to his dad, mm. then-Vice President admittedly pressured Ukraine President Petro Poroshenko and Prime Minister Arseny Yatsenyuk. Why can't people okay. have better, easier names to pronounce? I, I don't know, but you've been getting all the good ones. Into getting rid of Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin by threatening to withhold a billion U.S. a billion dollars U.S. loan guaranteed during a December 15, 2015 trip to Kiev. So what Trump was impeached for was for threatening to withhold funding to Ukraine if he didn't right. do what he wanted. Right. Biden admitted to doing this. Right. And somehow that's okay. Yeah. Because he says, I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. He's bragging about this in 2018. Mm-hmm. To... In, Infamously bragged to the Council on Foreign Relations in 2018. And then he said, well, son of a bitch, he got fired. <laughs> Sounds like something Biden would say. Yeah, it does. Shokin has said that at the time of his firing in 2016, he'd made specific plans to investigate Burisma that included interrogations and other crime investigation procedures into all members of the executive board, including Hunter Biden. So he's saying he got fired, pressured to get fired because he was investigating Biden. What Biden says is that the U.S. wanted Shokin removed over corruption concerns, which were shared by the European Union. Seems valid. Yeah. <laughs> which, but he's not saying Shokin was in corruption concern. Right. Or concern. There were right. corruption concerns. Yeah. But that Shokin is- was removed because of the corruption concerns of Biden. It's more like what it <laughs> right, sounds like. Exactly. More like. Meanwhile, an email dated 2014, May 12, 2014, shortly after Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, shows Pazarski attempting to get him to use his political leverage to help the company. A message had the subject line, urgent issue, and was also sent to Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who also sat on the Burisma board at the time. Pazarski said that the representatives of a new authorities in power tend to quite aggressively approach NZ officially with the aim to obtain cash from him. So... NZ is uh, appearing to reference uh, Burisma founder Mikola Zlachevsky, um, who goes by Nikolas. So that's where you get NZ from. Yeah. Um, but he's basically saying that these authorities are approaching him to get cash from him, basically extorting him. And so um, the alleged shakedown failed. They proceeded with concrete actions in the form of one or more pretrial proceedings, Przarski wrote. We urgently need your advice on how you can use your influence to convey a message or signal to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions. So they're looking to use his clout mm-hmm. as the vice president's son to um, pressure or influence or send a message to the, the powers that are extorting their company. And it goes on to say stuff that like they were like raising taxes specifically on their con- their company and all these things. And supposedly Hunter Biden was there. Um, it was announced by Burisma that um, they added Hunter Biden. He was put in charge of its legal unit and will provide support for the company 
among international organizations. Um, but then his lawyer goes on to say last year that Hunter was not a man a member of the management team, and at no time was he in charge of the company's legal affairs, even though the company said he was brought on right. to be in charge of legal affairs. Yeah. That's that's a safe answer. About four months after the correspondence with Pizarski, Archer forwarded Hunter Biden an email chain with the subject line, Tax Raise Impact on Burisma Production. That's what I was saying, how they're extorting them. They're mm -hmm. like raising taxes on them, on their company. Um, let's see. There's a lot more stuff here, but I don't think it's really as pertinent. I mean, we got the main gist of this article. This came out, like I said, by the um, New York Post last week, last Wednesday. Um, let's talk first about this laptop. Yeah. What do you think? This laptop just dropped off. Right. Last year sometime with water damage, with a hard drive, never was retrieved. Right. Happens to have a sticker, Bo Biden stick, Foundation sticker on it. Which, right. And so when they didn't pick up, they decided, like I said, to turn into the FBI after making a copy of the hard drive. Right, yeah. Does this sound legit, like a legit no. story to no, you? No, not at all. I mean, when have you ever known a Geek Squad guy to go out of his way? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you don't pay for it, they're not going to do it. And right. so the last thing they're going to do is copy a hard drive. And I mean, so, even if they did, they're not. And, I mean, unless they found something super incriminating, right. like specific, like, child trafficking child right, right, porn right. or something yeah. like that then maybe which right and again we don't know what's on the video so i mean they didn't go into very many details and we do have other articles that talks about the possibility the possibility of, of darker stuff right so we'll get into that but right but from what evidence has been released the actual right. facts that have been right. released and again hunter may have been i mean he could have been high as you know, whatever, when he dropped that off, or maybe he had a friend drop it off and, you know. I doubt Hunter Biden drops off his own laptop. To oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine, yeah, I imagine he had a person he has to drop it off and then they, I don't know, maybe he fired them afterwards or right. I don't know. So, I mean, that could have happened, but somebody copying a hard drive, t sent, calling the FBI, I mean, that just seems, you know, I mean. It's far-fetched. Right. Yeah. To very, say the least. Right. In my opinion, this information and this stuff probably is real. Mm -hmm. Most likely, I would say, and the same with the Clinton emails. And I said this last week when we were talking about it. Why is nobody focusing on the dirt that they got on Clinton right, right. rather than where they got it? And I right. think that's what they're trying to cover their tracks of where they got the information probably, from. Probably, yeah. They probably got it from a source that's, eh. It's going to get us in a little bit of right. hot water yeah. coming up because a little shady. Some of these other articles talk about how Giuliani was traveling to like Ukraine to get some of this information. He possibly mm -hmm. had connections with Russian intel and stuff. My opinion is there's a good chance he got this from some source that probably well, is not a Giuliani's kind of got a reputation of kind of working under the table, you mm -hmm. know. So I'm sure he found an, a different way to get the laptop. And came up with the story about well, they could have hacked his. They could have hacked um, Hunter's. Well, and isn't that Twitter's reason why they wouldn't allow it? Is because they don't allow hacked material. Yeah, so. right, right. So they could have hacked just like they did hacked um, the DNC stuff right. supposedly. Could have hacked it, and then they didn't want to trace it back to Russia or trace it back to whoever right. or trace it back to just even a legal means of right. 
retrieving it, just hacking in general. Yeah. And so they made up this far-fetched, sketchy-ass story of how this laptop's right. retrieved. And that obviously is going to be the bigger, the biggest push to discredit this. Oh, absolutely. Is this far-fetched story? But again, the meat in it is the stuff on it. Like right. I'm more concerned about these dealings that he had with Ukraine, right? And um, using his power to, for his political clout from his father for personal gain for the entire family, right? And then, so then the New York Post goes on to release. So they they double down on it, even though they get shit from like Twitter. They get freaking the article basically banned from Twitter and right. anybody sharing it on Twitter. They double down on it and release the next day, October fifteenth. Emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in on, big on behalf of his family with Chinese firms. So not only is he right working with Ukraine, but he's Russia. working with China. Right. So this one says. Um, hang on. This one says Hunter Biden pursued lucrative deals <clears throat> involving China's largest private energy company, including one that he said would be interesting for me and my family. And he's not talking interesting, like, oh, right. that's kind of interesting. Right. Interest. Like, yeah. It, I'm I'm we're gonna we're gonna make out pretty big with this. Yeah. Right. One email sent to Biden on May 13th of 2017. So this is about three years ago. Yeah, this yeah, is later than the earlier ones they were talking about. Uh, with the subject line, expectations include details of re remuneration packages for six people involved in an unspecified business venture. Biden was identified as chair slash vice chair, depending on his agreement with CEFC, which is a Chinese energy company. So basically, um, they're saying... You're the chairman slash vice chairman, depending on what we can work out here. <laughs> right, right. Like, we, we, we need to work out the details. Like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, depending on if you're chair or vice chair. Um, it says his pay was pegged at $850,000. i am guessing 850000 Yeah, my guess. <clears throat> which is a lot of money. Yes. The email also noted that Hunter has some office expectations he, and that he will elaborate. <laughs> In addition to the emailed outline, a provisional agreement under which 80% of the equity of shares in the new company would be split equally among four people whose initials correspond to the sender and three recipients, with H apparently referring to Hunter Biden. So he's getting a four-way split of 80% of the equity of this company. That's insane. That's, that's a lot. That's insane. Says the deal also listed 10 Jim. I don't know what 10 Jim is. And 10 held by H for the big guy. It says neither Jim or the big guy was identified. But I've read other sources that speculate that the big guy is Joe Biden himself right, right. for his his push. Now, this article doesn't come out and say that. Right. But there's speculation that the big guy, like 10%, is held for Joe Biden himself. <clears throat> so that 80... So that all the equity of this company or like um, the... The shares of this company, 80% of it goes to those four people, then 10% goes to Jim, and then 10% goes to the big guy. Right. So the the um, the shareholders get nothing, unless those are the only shareholders. <laughs> Says the be. email's author, James Gillier, of the international consulting firm J2CR, also noted, I'm happy to raise any detail with Zhang if there are shortfalls. 
Zhang is in apparent reference to Zhang Jing Zhong, the former executive of that CEF China, that Chinese um, energy company. Email is contained in a trove of data. Yeah, we already talked about the trove of data on the MacBook Pro. So another email sent by Biden as part of a 2000. 17 August 2nd, 2017 chain involved a deal he struck with the since vanished chairman of CEFC, Yi Jinming, goodness, they're not helping me at all, for a half ownership of a holding company that was expected to provide Biden with more than $10 million a year. <clears throat> Yi, who had ties to the Chinese military and intelligence service, so he's working with this guy who has this holding company worth to, to Biden $10 million a year. Right also has connection to the Chinese military and intelligence services. He hasn't been seen since he was taken into custody by Chinese authorities in early 2018, and that company went bankrupt that he started. Um, Biden wrote that Yi had sweetened the terms of an earlier three-year consulting contract with CEFC that was to pay him $10 million annually for introductions alone. Hmm. That's crazy. So he gets half of this company, which is $10 million annually, just for his connections. Yeah, right. So, again, using it his sounds political very, clout. Very Trump-esque. Yeah, using his political clout for very personal gain. That's right. all he's there for is to be a connection with these, these big wigs or these important people and governments right. and stuff like that. So, so there's that. So nothing to do with. Trump or Biden, though, we shouldn't be right. concerned about this at right. all, yeah. should we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody had, had mentioned to me, he's like, well, he's a grown man. When does it be stop becoming the dad's responsibility, you know, for but his son? But he's clearly— Well, that's what I said. If you're running for president and your son is putting you at a conflict of interest— Right. And you are partaking in the deal— And you are getting— $10 million a year, then— well, hell yeah. <laughs> especially if he's the big guy oh, right. where yeah. he's getting right a personal interest out of this. And um he was in the mentioned in the emails as meeting with this guy. Right. So right there your story goes out the fucking window immediately right. because this guy said, Hey, we met with this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. I I don't know. But they, they throw Trump into a bullshit um uh, impeachment trial right. because of his uh, overstepping abuse of a power of right. power for withholding money because well, he was looking into yeah. this. Um, this right here is what he was looking into. Yeah, and he never physically met with anybody. No, he made a phone it, call. Right, he made a phone call. Whereas here we're talking about where Joe sat down, sat in down DC. in D.C. with the representative. And right. So, so and millions of dollars at stake here. You, you're telling me. That Hunter Biden isn't using his daddy's oh, well, it's, influence. To my get guess this is money? if if Biden's getting ten million a year, I'm guessing that this deal, deals were worth billions. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And so, like I said, but uh, Hunter Biden wouldn't even have this opportunity if oh, yeah. they didn't know his daddy had the influence Absolutely. that he did. That's the only reason they reached out to him was because yeah, his dad was Joe right. Biden, the yeah. big guy, is what. My personal opinion is the big guy is probably Joe Biden. And That's if Joe Biden guess, is getting, yeah. getting yeah. any cut out of they, this. And then... they held up a big bag of Coke and said, hey, Hunter, you, <laughs> we got a job for you. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. 
it wouldn't take much for to get Hunter Biden on board. I'm sure. Yeah, a, a little, bit, a few dollars. Yeah. But again, it's it's just sketchy how this information came about. Do you? No, th- I, agree. I mean, no. Do, I, do you think it's real? Do you think? I think it's very real. But I I think it was probably obtained illegally. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was a court of law, they would absolutely throw it out. You know, if it was obtained without a warrant. You know, um, even if it there's good stuff on there, you know, you got to follow due process right. in the United States. Do so, you, side note: Do you think Giuliani has connections with the New York mob? He seems like that kind. Yeah. I, he was absolutely. mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. He he probably had the mob patrolling the streets. <laughs> probably. He, he seems like that, that yes. kind. No, of, Giuliani absolutely. I mean, just the name alone. Yeah. I mean, but like. it's the same thing. You know, I don't know. You know, that Bite or uh, Obama, you know, mixed in with Chicago politics, which is its own brand of politics. Illinois politics in general are it, Chicago politics. Absolutely. It's the same thing with New York. Mm-hmm. Giuliani was involved with New York politics. It, it's going to come with organized crime right. connections. Right. If you're working with the unions, the Teamsters, I mean, it's just yeah, in there. Right. So, so they, they go hand in hand. Like I said, that's a big side note, but that's just yeah. just for me to basically say that Giuliani is probably involved in some shady stuff to oh, to get yeah. the information that he does. Yeah. He has connections. Absolutely. He didn't even have to go to Ukraine to get that. No, he, I'm he sure. has connections he had all a guy over there. the place. Yeah. He's got a guy that has that knows a guy that yeah. has a guy. Right. So Yeah. I I, I there's and, no way I'm gonna believe this story that they found this laptop. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Giuliani is is Trump's fixer. And and they go way back. You know, I mean yeah, Trump's been in New York, you know, part of that big show there. He's been an influencer of politics. Right, Giuliani. I mean, he came out against the mayors of New York. He re- took out that like, yeah, that right tens of thousand dollar ad against yeah. the. So Trump and Giuliani, they go way back. Yeah, uh, they yeah. and together, you know. So I'm sure Giuliani worked his voodoo and was able to come up with this to go up against uh, for to get an October surprise. Well. This article here, I'm not going to read it all, but it it talks about Giuliani and it says the email illustrates a risk to Trump from Giuliani. The one part that I thought was interesting was because it talks about Giuliani traveling abroad looking for dirt on the Bidens, developing relationship with shadowy figures. He didn't develop them. He He has relationships with shadowy figures. Including Ukrainian lawmaker who U.S. officials have described as a Russian agent and part of a broader Russian effort to denigrate the Democratic presidential nominee. But this was the one that I found the most interesting. Um, where to go? Hang on. It says... Washington Post reported Thursday that intelligence agencies had warned the White House last year that Giuliani was the target of a Russian influence operation. The newspaper citing four former officials said that the assessment was based on information including intercepted communications showing Giuliani had been in contact with people tied to Russian intelligence. Newspaper said National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien had warned Trump that information Giuliani brought back from Ukraine should be considered contaminated by Russia, but that Trump brushed off the warning. That's interesting to me, and that makes me think that, let's say, Russia who clearly doesn't seem to me to be in Trump's pocket because (laughs) Trump's butting heads with them on this Iran stuff with all this other foreign policy stuff. If Russia wanted to make the U.S. look bad. Oh, absolutely. Like, say, you wanted to, like, all they would have to do is 
if Giuliani is meeting with these Russian intelligence people or these people that he thinks are Ukrainian but actually are Russian intelligence, you plant a little bit of information in there that's not going to get out anywhere else, and it's probably not even real information, and wait for it to get back through, like, Trump people's mouth, and then you know, then they'd be able to point out, look, Trump's meeting with Russian intelligence because this information funneled directly through, the, like, we, we planted this because right. it says <clears throat> this information should be considered contaminated by Russia. That, to me, says... They could be they could plant anything in there. Yeah. They they could just plant something that says like, well, Joe Biden's wife was a prostitute and such and such. You know, and you know Trump's gonna jump on that Absolutely, stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're gonna come out and be like, Look, he was meeting with a Russian agent and we yeah. have proof because right. we planted this phony evidence in yeah. there. And, you know, the appearance appearance of that, you know, benefits Russia mm-hmm. as much as it benefits the Democrats. You know, or yeah, it benefits Russia primarily because it makes right. us look like idiots. It makes us look like idiots, and it throws chaos over here. Mm-hmm. It t- divides us even more, and you know, I well, mean, another impeachment process, another exactly, another shit show, more right. of a shit show, I guess. Yeah. So, um, apparently, the feds are looking into where these emails came from, or where where this laptop came from right. they're examining whether um the the emails are linked to foreign intel operation again like we said so this is from nbc news great great source um it says uh federal investigators are examining whether emails allegedly describing activities by joe biden and his son hunter found on a laptop at a delaware repair shop are linked to a foreign intel operation Two people familiar with the matter told NBC. The FBI seized the laptop and hard drive through a grand jury subpoena, which is interesting. They seized it through a subpoena, but the guy offered it. So they right. got the subpoena after. Right. Because I, I read that the information in the subpoena was the only stuff that they would know from the hard drive. So they, you know, they had to have that information somehow. Right. It says the Post has published a series of stories based on emails. We already read that. The first story highlighted was called the smoking gun email. That's the first article I read. Biden campaign says there is no evidence the meeting ever happened, and the story was greeted with widespread skepticism. George Messiers, attorney for Hunter Biden, said in a statement, We have no idea where this came from and certainly cannot credit anything that Rudy Giuliani provided to the New York Post. But what I do know for certain is that this purported meeting never happened. Matter of fact, the New York Post probably owed Giuliani a favor. Oh, of course. And that's that why is possible. And though. that's why they posted it. That's they probably possible. wanted to stay away from it. They were like, no, man, this is going to ostracize us. And Giuliani's like, hey, you guys owe me one. And they're like, fine, we'll print it. So his lawyer or the Biden campaign spokesman saying that the New York Post never asked the campaign about the critical elements of the story said they certainly never raised that Giuliani, whose discredited conspiracy theories and alliance with figures connected to Russian intelligence have been widely reported, claim to have such materials. We have reviewed Joe Biden's official schedules because, I mean, if you're going to do shady things, you'd put it on an official schedule. Um, from the time, and no meeting, as alleged by the New York Post, ever took place because his official schedule said it didn't take place. Just like Bill Clinton's official schedule never 
said that he was on the Lolita Express. Exactly. And there was no plane arriving in Guantanamo that morning. Mm-hmm. It was a few good men. That's <laughs> <laughs> been a long time ago. <laughs> Question that swirled around the Post account um, says they're found on a laptop, like we said. The Post said the shop owner who has been identified as Mac Isaac called the FBI and also called Giuliani Associate. The shop owner said he believed the laptop was among equipment left by Hunter Biden because a sticker on the laptop bore the name of Bo Biden Foundation, a charity Which named could have been after anybody who in the foundation. For the Bo Biden. Right, yeah, exactly. he's the only one that possibly worked in that foundation that would have turned that in. <laughs> oh, goes on to say all this stuff that we already read. Remains unclear whether the emails cited by the Post are authentic or have been doctored. Giuliani, who acknowledged helping bring the material to light, has in the past sought to unearth information damaging to Biden with help of a man identified by U.S. government as a Russian intel officer. Questions about the provenance of the emails have led Facebook and Twitter to limit sharing of the story. We'll talk about that. Um, Says, in an interview... Uh, with the Daily Beast, Isaac, the repair shop owner, didn't answer key questions. Thanks for sharing that. Isaac. The Post published a grand jury subpoena. Man, I'm getting nothing out of this article. Anyway, it, basically what it's saying, or trying to claim, is that this possibly came, as we said, from an intel source, right. rather than where they're claiming it came from, which is more likely than the official story. Right. It's kind of like the lone gunman theory in JFK. Right. I, I don't buy it. It's just not probable that right. that this this laptop um, came into existence and this owner and his good in the goodness of his heart decided I should probably turn this over to the FBI and Rudy Giuliani's right. lawyer. The interesting thing is Giuliani got this stuff back in September before or during the um, um, impeachment trial. Yet we're just now finding out about this in October, immediately before the elections. You right. think that's politically motivated it at is. all? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% politically yeah. motivated. If this was so damaging, you should have released it then. And maybe they brought it up in, this, the, in the impeachment trials. Maybe it's possible, yeah. Maybe it was brought to light then. Because I, I, yeah. Maybe that's why he wasn't impeached because of this information. Well, and if they would have played it off as that. It probably would not have made as big a news. They probably would have been right. like, oh, it's just Trump with his conspiracy trying to right. deflect. But then, as we're going to get into, Twitter and Facebook decide to start censoring information. Yes. And that's what blows the story. That's what puts it on everybody's radar. Right. Because I don't think it matters what what you think about this. When I hear that Twitter is just blocking posts because... It's related to this. That gets sketchy mm-hmm. as hell for me. Absolutely. And Facebook, Facebook didn't block it, but they downgraded like it's it's right. reach immediately. Yeah. Like that morning, it downgraded it without because usually they have a little fact checker thing underneath that you can click on and see why they downgraded it. Right. Before they fact checked it, they're like, "Hey, we're going to um, downgrade this." <clears throat> so it says New York Post Twitter account. Has been suspended. So they completely suspended New York Post altogether because of this. Yeah. And it's still suspended. Not not just the article. Because yeah. from what I first heard, it was just they weren't allowing people to retweet the article or right. anything about it. 
But no, they completely suspended that day. They suspended New York Post's account. Yeah. Twitter has told the outlet that access will not be restored until the Post deletes certain tweets referencing their Hunter Biden coverage. So they have to agree to completely delete this post before they'll reinstate right. their Which account. Which they have not done yet. As the Daily Wire reported last week, Twitter blocked users from posting or retweeting certain URLs associated with the post coverage and then abruptly reversed course on the policy, pledging to make changes to how it handles situations like this in the future after widespread outcry and threat of congressional subpoena. So I had made a statement just on my on our Facebook and Twitter accounts just that Social media companies should be charged oh, with um, t tampering with elections yeah. or interfering with elections if they just completely block information that yeah. is opposing their point of view. And about that same day, certain um, um, government officials attempted to push forward with um, charges against Twitter or so at least congressional subpoenas against these social media platforms. Right. And so I was just like, man, man, they're on track with what I was thinking. Mm -mm. So it says straight blocking URLs was wrong, and we updated our policy enforcement to fix. Our goal is to attempt to add context, context, and now we have the capability to do so. This is Jack Dorsey talking. Um, it says Twitter's legal policy and trust and safety lead, Vijaya Gaddy, confirmed that the social media platform is making changes to its hacked material policy to address concerns that there could be many unintended consequences to journalists, whistleblowers, and others in ways that are contrary to Twitter's purpose of serving public conversation. It's convenient. Yep. Despite the change, Fox Business notes that the post itself still does not have access to its own Twitter account, as you mentioned, and the outlet has been unable to use the social network since last Wednesday. Twitter has demanded the post delete several tweets re referencing early coverage of emails obtained from what is alleged to be Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop, reportedly showing financial dealings with between the younger Biden and foreign countries involving or referencing his father, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. The allegations are, of course, controversial and yet to be confirmed. Neither Joe Biden nor Hunter have addressed the issue beyond a single interaction with a CBS reporter Friday evening that turned into a confrontation. Hmm. Says anyone who looks at the Post's Twitter feed can't even see the tweets about Biden's stories, which have been replaced by messages saying this tweet is no longer available. Twitter uh, confirmed to Fox Business that the Post has been informed what is necessary to unlock their account. As we mentioned, they need to delete those tweets mm -hmm. to get it unlocked. The Post itself reports that Twitter told them that the announced policy changes do not apply to their situation. While we've updated the policy, we don't change enforcement retroactively. You still need to delete the tweets to regain access to your account. So what do you think about Twitter and Facebook or whatever yeah, doing I, this? I, again, you know, they... they should not be the the thought police right you know and that's what exactly the position they're doing you mm -hmm. know i mean they're going in there and they're saying no no you know we don't do hacked material so we're going to remove this or no no you know we can't verify the you know the veracity of this or you know oh well um they said it was tuesday at three 
And uh, we don't know exactly what time, and we just know it was on Tuesday. So we're right. not going to allow this information. Yeah. So they're just really nitpicking on what can and can't. Right. And they're playing favorites because if this was Trump, it'd be all over the place. So, uh, yeah. And well, it was. And it was all over the place. Yeah. When, so, so supposedly the Trump team said their Twitter account was blocked for a while yeah. because they reported on yeah. it or repeated it. I, I have not seen if that's true or not, but that was kind of the, yeah, the rumor. I, I had an article here for it, and, but when I click on it, it sends me someplace else. Yeah. So, but um, my question is, and I I had an article that lists like fifteen different problematic thing points to the story, and I'm not going to read through it because we don't have all like hours and hours and hours to read through all this stuff, but. It made points for both sides, which I mm -hmm. found interesting. The first point was that under the First Amendment, a company can decide what information they are able – that they want to block or not block based on the First Amendment free speech. It's yeah. their company. They have the right to do it. If they don't agree with it, they can block it. I understand that. I am all about people like having their own choice for their own companies. Absolutely. On the other side of it – and they mentioned this as being problematic, is these companies, should they have so much power and so much control right. yeah. that, that making such a change would influence election? Because this will influence election oh, because they ha are allowed to have as much power as mm -hmm. they do. Facebook and Twitter alone make up probably 98% of the internet use. Absolutely. And between the two of them. How many people out there in Facebook or Twitter land get their news directly from Facebook and Twitter. Most of them. Right. Most people do. Exactly. Exactly. And so they they have way more power than any one company, two companies mm -hmm. should be allowed to have. And the down to the point where not only does it just affect like what we see, but having in today's society having your as a company or or like a company like the New York Post Having your social media blocked could be the end of your business completely. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. That's how much power we give these people yeah. that just even – and we, we've mentioned this before. Even just having that check mark taken away, that uh, certified check mark for um, your business or for like a politician, that could mean the end of your like financial backing. That could be the end of um, – a lot of stuff. That, right. There's that much power that a little check mark right. has that much pull. Like there was one uh, Republican congresswoman or somebody running for Congress that's been in a battle with Twitter to get that certification check mark, and they could just keep giving her the runaround, not wanting to right. give her this certified check mark. Yeah, which is bullshit in my opinion. Which I I I think that's stupid. That 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 is that important to people, right. but that's what we've given them. Right. And like I said, so much business is online now, mm. and so much business is achieved through social media, mm -hmm. like your your sphere of influence is through either Facebook or Twitter, right. that if you get that shut down, man, you lose so much of your business. Right. Well, and Twitter and Facebook and social media in general, I mean, it's meant to be a place where free ideas can be exchanged. Mm -hmm. it, it's supposed to be a place that is not beholden to the gatekeepers, yeah. right? Where you can, you know, you can get the, the news out there. You can get the information out there. You can right. get the videos out there and stuff. And so for Twitter and Facebook to install their own fact checkers, they yep. say they're third party, but they're not third party. No, no, I mean, no. they're, they're paid directly by 
you know, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, there's a whole cycle there that mm-hmm. is crooked as hell. Anyways, and they control the flow of information. Right. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we decided to start this is because we didn't like how Facebook and social media was controlling the flow of information for COVID and saying, no, no, that's, that's, you know, that's not accurate. And so we're taking that off. Right. You know, we're, right. we're blocking that site. We're blocking this site, you know, and you see it again here. And it seems like this is the year that big tech is really getting their, their hands into the arena, yep. controlling the flow of information, becoming the thought police, Yep. you know, becoming that, that moral, you know, they're holding themselves up as the moral high ground. Right. Right. And they're the ones that decide what truth is. Right. And nobody appointed them as that. And it it's to the point where we are so scared to rub them wrong mm-hmm. because personally on our Break the Bell Twitter account, I did post that thing saying social media in general should be held responsible for, for um, election interference. I didn't know if that was going to get me taken down. I ref- I refused to repost the New York Post article because I didn't want us getting taken down. Right. So uh, we're part of the problem, but like I said, we're we live in a world where you need social media to exist. It, right. it, it sucks. Yeah. That we have to be held to that, but um, I'm still even as like much assholes as we are and we we're still politically incorrect i'm still careful about stuff that i post on social media right. or say yeah. on here because um if we get blocked from those things i mean we're done we're not huge we're not big by any means but yeah if we don't have that what i mean what do we where do we go right and i would love to get to another platform where it's not like that and I mean, there are other platforms that have tried to compete against Twitter, like Parler is one, and we're on Parler. It's more conservative. But I, I've read, and I also agree, it just seems that they're more just the anti-Twitter platform. It's not right. necessarily like we're building something here. It's just, hey, fuck Twitter. We're doing this, you know? Right. And so it just, we're in an age where they run the show. Like you said, they are the gatekeepers. and. Mm-hmm. And that's um, not how they were set up to be. No. But that's what it's become. Right. And so for us to give them that power is just completely insane. Um, and for them to just completely block anything that might speak out against their candidate, it's just like you're it's, you're looking like you're trying too hard at that point. Like your intentions are obvious. When you completely block anything that references this at all. Right. If you want to post your little fact checker at the bottom that says, well, this is kind of not true. Right. That's let, fine. Because I'll just decide. Yeah. I'll close it. Yeah. If, if you want to let people know, hey, this is kind of proven not to be true. I've seen them on Facebook all the time anymore. And usually I click on it just to see why they're speaking out against it. That doesn't stop me from reading the article. Right. I, I want to see what the information is there. It yeah. makes me want to read it more almost because that comes up. But completely saying, nope, we're not going to allow you to, to read this because because we think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're in a very gray area where you have a handful of people decide what's right and what's wrong. Right. When everybody has this own opinion of what's right and wrong, now you have like four people, I guess, or a hundred people even that decide, you know what? This is wrong. We're not going to let it be spoken about. Right. So <clears throat> I don't know. I think we've ranted enough about social media. 
because that's not yeah. the main point of the story. Right. The main point of the story is this October surprise. Right. And but, it, it goes deeper. There's possibilities that it goes deeper and darker than what the facts and the evidence is coming out. Yeah. So I have an article titled, Hunter and Joe Biden's Scandal Takes a Dark Turn. Um, it says FBI's top lawyer on child porn is involved in this case. So here, I'll pull this up. First of all, this, I know you've seen this picture. You can't see it now. This picture of Hunter Biden looks like Michael Scott when he's been caught in, caught red-handed in something or somebody's pissed him off from the office. This, at first I thought this was Michael Scott from the office when I saw this picture and it cracked me up. You falling asleep over there? No, I was reading the article. All right. Do you think it's Michael Scott? <laughs> I wish it was. It'd be a much more entertaining. It would be. So this says, the latest episode of the Joe and Hunter show, <laughs> interesting, may have taken a really dark turn. Several news outlets are reporting that the FBI subpoena for the laptop was signed by FBI agent Joshua Wilson. Joshua Wilson is a 13-year veteran of the FBI. SSA Wilson has worked on violent crimes against children matters for almost his entire career. Wilson currently serves as the coordinator of the FBI's National Child Abduction Rapid Deployment Team at FBI headquarters. Prior to joining the FBI, Wilson served as a space and missile officer in the Air Force. What? That's just information we don't need. Like, well, he worked for child abduction, he worked for child matters, and he worked as a space and missile operator in the Air Force. Right. A laptop. Okay, we don't need to read the story that we've already read. So it says, um, it says, we know there are sex photos and videos on the laptop, but if the news outlets are correct, there could be child porn on there as well if the warrant was actually signed by Joshua Wilson. He is the top investigator on crimes against children. That's all he does. That points to the possibility that child porn is involved or child um, trafficking could right. be there too. Yeah. It doesn't point just child porn, possible trafficking, because right. the guy works in um, child abduction rapid deployment. So possible trafficking. Yes. <clears throat> I'm not saying it is there. It says both right. Facebook and Twitter cut access to the story. We've talked about all this stuff. It's right. a short article, but basically says this guy's involved. Right. Why is he involved? He this Wilson only gets involved with trafficking cases. Yes, trafficking or child like crimes against children. Right. So for him to be involved, it seems like there possibly is something a lot deeper here right. than just him smoking crack and um, doing whatever shenanigans he's doing. Right, and so. I have this article here also from the New York Post. Senate report links Hunter Biden to prostitution or human trafficking ring. It says Hunter Biden allegedly sent thousands of dollars to people who appear to be involved in the sex industry, according to Wednesday's report. The report claims unspecified records show that Biden has sent hundreds to non-resident alien women in the United States. Um... Let's see, who are citizens of Russia and Ukraine and who have subsequently wired funds they have received from Hunter Biden to individuals located in Russia and Ukraine, which could be money laundering. Yeah. The records also note that some of these transactions are linked to what appears to be an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. 
The allegations are contained in a footnote to a section of the report that details potential criminal concerns and extortion threats involving Hunter Biden and other members of the Biden family. Hmm. The report also cites extensive um, reports containing concerning Hunter Biden's alleged involvement with prostitution services. Records on file with the committees do not directly confirm or refute these individuals, the report says. However, they do confirm that Hunter Biden sent thousands of dollars to individuals who have been, A, been involved in transaction consistent with possible human trafficking, B, in association with the adult entertainment industry, or three, potential association with <laughs> prostitution. You just said A, B, and three. <laughs> I know that. It's late. <laughs> Last year, the Post exclusively revealed that a woman who was suing Biden for paternity in Arkansas was a former stripper at a Washington, D.C. club that he frequenting, frequent, frequented around the time he was dating the widow of his late brother, former Delaware Attorney General Bo Biden. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. Uh, ties to organizations uh, that may have to do with sex sure. agency or so. There you go. Boom. Adult industry, sex industry, or tra human trafficking. So we're not going to speculate because that's not what we necessarily do on here. But there is this stuff from credible sources. I guess this is just a tabloid, the New York Post, so we can't take them seriously right. now. Um, man. Talk about the New York Post, man, just shitting on everything. Right. It, somebody just didn't give a fuck. It was the, like after the first article was released and they got all the shit for it, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Release yeah, all of it. Exactly. Because what, what day did this one come out? It was uh, back in September 20th, so it was before so, this whole thing even Okay, so so this is links. I think this was before, shortly pre, after, pre shortly after the Moscow woman was sending uh, money to Hunter. Okay. Okay. So, because they Man, they're doubling that down. She she has ties to human trafficking as well. All right. Interesting. So we are getting late on our time. We are pushing our last hour. Um, didn't want to like really speculate. Like I said, a lot on this stuff. Right. But the possibilities. Right. Like you have a child crimes investigator on the case signing the subpoena, and then you have, um these possible links with human trafficking rings that says so much more than even just the self-serving, right. like making millions, hundreds of millions or what, what have you right. off of um, foreign entities. Right. And where it is true that Joe is not responsible for what Hunter does when he's specifically being involved in Hunter's business. Yeah. It kind of matters. Yeah, right. So definitely if he is, if this meeting actually happened, that matters. Right. Um, if he is, if he's receiving his own share of the the, right. the money, that really matters. But like we said, this, this laptop thing, him turning into the FBI, that seems far fetched until you realize that the FBI agent that signed the subpoena for it is involved in child cases right. that goes back to, well, if the guy found child porn or child trafficking on the computer, he is he, probably yeah. by law required to, to turn this over call and, the report FBI and, yes. and report it. Yeah. So that legitimizes the story a little bit, yeah. a little bit yeah. to the point where I can almost believe that maybe this guy did turn this over yeah. because the, the guy that signed it 
But then again, it would be easy to be politically motivated and be like, I want you to sign the subpoena because everybody knows what you do. Right. <laughs> you know, right, it'd be right. easy for yeah, right. Giuliani to be like, you know what? You, you sign this. Like, what do I have to do with this? Yeah. Just, just, just sign. I, I got nobody else and I don't have time to sign this thing. Right. So one way or not, it, either way, it could, it could go either side. Yeah. But that makes it way more interesting to right. me that there could be so much more dirt here than we right. even know. Yeah. So, and again, even if it was obtained illegally, if there's this kind of dirt in here, right. I want to know that shit. Well, and there, I mean, again, I don't know if a court would actually accept this as evidence or if they're going to throw it out, but I mean, they're trying to raise enough noise before the election mm -hmm. so that it will influence people one way or another. So I, I think that brings us to the end. I mean, we, we've hit on this pretty good. Yeah. The main points of the story, obviously this is going to unwrap in the next two weeks more. Right. So we'll have to talk a little more about it, I'm sure. Yeah. But this is what's out now currently. So in your opinion, does it go anywhere? For the next two weeks, I guarantee you it blows oh, up yeah, huge. Yeah, no, I, no, for the next two weeks for sure, but at the end Afterwards, of Afterwards, I mean- It will dies it, off. Will it change anybody's opinions it's like now? Like Hillary's emails. Yeah, nobody's going to- It's not going to change anybody's opinions. Right. It's not going to take anybody that's like super pro-Biden already oh, and no. be like- I've already had people tell me that it, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't compare to what Trump's done. Right. Same thing with like Hillary's emails. Right. Nobody gave a shit about- Right. Well, he obtained that through Russian intel, but but look what what's in here. Look in the yeah. but but uh, he was colluding with Russia. But look at the information, though. Right. Yeah. Like I don't care if shit was was hacked. Like the WikiLeaks guy, I think, is a freaking national hero. Right. Uh, Edward Snowden, I think, is a national hero and a patriot because yes, it was illegally obtained. But look at the, some of the shit that came out of it. And the information that we found out and things that were changed because of this. Oh, yeah, I got I got pissed off because somebody had said to me they're like, um, "Oh, you're taking this seriously? You probably thought Benghazi was a big deal too." I did think. Benghazi oh, I was, was like, a big "You're deal. damn right! I thought it was a big deal, and I'm pissed that nothing happened about I'm it." I'm pissed that you made that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I was. All right. So, um, I I think it's going to get blown up huge in the next two weeks I on both so. sides well yeah. both sides one yeah. it's going to come out as russian intel on right. one side and it's going to come out as um child trafficking right. or something crazy on the other side there's going to be huge conspiracy theories coming yeah, out it's I'm like sure. it's going to be pizzagate all over again absolutely and so um yay we get more things to talk about i guess <laughs> 2020 the year that keeps giving <laughs> yep. So I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Let us know what you think about this October surprise. I mean, is it sketchy that it came out in October? We knew it was going to come. Yeah, we knew it. something was coming. Is it disappointing? I yes. think a little I bit. Was, I was expecting more. To I be mean, honest. usually sequels are supposed to be different right. storyline, yeah. not the same storyline. Right. But um, I guess we ran out of ideas. Right. That's why I, I was really hoping that Donald Trump was Hunter's real dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. But we're going to let you go. We're going to get out of here. Like I said, check us out on social media because it's super important, I guess. Before we get blocked, before we get banned for before this. Just talking about just for this. talking about this. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, let us know what you think in the forum because we like other people's opinions, not just our own. We love hearing ourselves talk. That's why we keep doing this. But we like hearing you talk, too. So um, check us out. Um, let us know, share this around, um, and then get back in here next week, I guess. And hopefully, like I said, I'll get that spike interview set up. If not, yeah. look forward to at least some coverage on the spike, uh, rally this week. Um, because 
In my opinion, he is America's vice presidential candidate because they're the only ones that are really seem to be at least trying to go after what the American people need, you know, like have their best interest right. at heart, not whoever is paying them, whoever is like the big corporations or the big groups that are paying them. These people, the Libertarian Party, whether you're a libertarian or not, the the candidates and Spike specifically, they're the ones that, that feel like more power needs to go back to you. So look into them in the very least. Check them out, and I'll get you a little information next week after the rally. And that'll be interesting. So hopefully you can make it to that rally, Bill. Hopefully. hopefully. We'll see. But we're going to get out of here. I keep saying that. We are getting out of here. It is late. Bill is yeah. falling asleep. And Bill is asleep. <laughs> We're gonna get we're gonna talk to you again next Wednesday, so we'll see you next time. Keep and, talking. Yep.